Sonia and Sasha, for real. You're listening to Brimbank Live and Live FM. This is Sasha for Real Show. Friday is our favorite day. I say it every week. How are you, Sasha? Hey, guess what? what? I went out. I went out. I went out. I went out by myself with no children at night with alcohol. It was Ooh, good. Tell me all about it. What happened? Well, nothing happened. That's the sad bit. <laughs> Not much happened. Right? Not much happened. Just to kind of give you a bit of a rundown on my night, we started out. We didn't, so just to give you an idea, um, and so for people not, you know, from Melbourne, you know, we have Crown Casino, and I just thought it started raining when I went out, so we're like, where are we going to go? Kind of thought, let's go somewhere, because it got cold, and we're like, oh, let's go somewhere inside. And um, anyway, you cannot get into Crown Casino. It's all boarded off. That you boarded can't, off? Boarded, the food court boarded off. Like you can't get an ice cream to save yourself. You know those little like the gelati places? Yes. Bored, boarded, like someone's going to attack it. It's heartbreaking. So then went into a bar, went into Merriwell and then uh, which is on the corner. You can't get into Merriwell from casino. You can only get it from outside. Went in. Now, there's this thing. You've got to order your drink through a QR code. I didn't like what? it. Hang on a minute. What? I'd, I'd had a I hadn't had a couple of travellers. Sounds like you've had a couple of drinks now, actually. <laughs> no, 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 I'd had it right. No, no, no. Oh, my God, I found a new drink. I've got to tell you about this one, Sonia, right? But I will tell you about that one. Anyway, and so what you do is with your QR code, you've got to get it, scan it on there, and then order it through your phone. And then someone, it's like you're sending them a text message what you want. So you can't go to the bar and decide nothing. what you want by looking at the bottles on the shelf. Nothing. No, nothing. You can't see you a bar No, you've got to scroll around. You think I'll have one of them. No. You gotta scroll through your phone, and let me tell you, by the end of the night, okay. So, and that was no shutting down at eleven o'clock. <gasps> I didn't get there till ten thirty-five. <laughs> it takes me that long to get my crap together to leave the house. That's what happened. It was just absolutely heartbreaking. So then we went. Where else were we gonna go? Walked down a few little bits. Went to Grady, had um, had another drink at Grady because we knew someone and they let us in because we're like desperate. And then like, and then it's raining and freezing and what are we going to do? But the, and look, you know what the best part was? It was, it was, it was we were just with friends and we were just yeah. chatting and laughing and being together. And so normally on a night you'd kind of go, oh, we're going for place but We ended up at the left bank. Um, by that stage, a few too many um, espresso martinis in, and I did get a bit thirsty. And this was where my, this is where I went downhill. You can't order, so you can't actually speak to someone to order. And I, in a few, in, and all I wanted was a water or like a Coke Zero. It took me so long to find the Coke Zero on the QR code. I couldn't. I was almost like going to go. I'm done. I'm done. And you know I'm not very good with the credit card and the phone thing. And da, da, da. I'm going to have to figure this stuff out really quickly or I'm not going to eat and I'm going to be very, very thin, which is probably a good thing, <laughs> right, because I can't order through a QR code. That's it. It's just not like it. Oh, but the social aspect was nice. To actually be yes. friends was a lovely thing. We just were laughing and chatting and it was really, really nice. That was nice. But the whole, like, venue part, like, there was just no, there's no atmosphere well, you know what? I, I went out to a park on Saturday. I know. Oh, big, know. big time, yeah. Like we need to, you know, lock, lock everybody up. I went to a park um, for, a, for a child's, my nephew's birthday um, party, and it was so lovely because everybody was out. No masks. 
on outside because you don't have to have them on outside. And it just felt so normal. And so all of these relos that I hadn't seen for a long time, we were hugging each other and, you know, we got onto the basketball court and we're playing, you know, three on three. I, I, so you, you know, showed your auntie the Google moves off, didn't I you? Did, I actually did. I thought, you know what, I'm going to go on and, and just have a bit of fun and almost lost a nail and did a hamstring, but I loved it. I loved it. It was so much fun to just love it. run around and just have contact with people. How, yeah. What is physical contact? And then I've been I, hugging people, extra hugging, like extra, extra, like, you know, you hug people like really like, and then you kind of like all of a sudden I would be talking to them and I'm going, just come and give me a come and give me a yeah. Come and give me a Just one more, please. Just one more. Actually, like I went in for a couple. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I did, I did. And then I actually just think that that when you meet so when you see someone you haven't seen for so long and you give them a hug, normally you go, hey, give it, you know, do yeah, that. It's yeah. not like that. It was not like, it was like a, a warm, like, oh. Like I went and visited some family yesterday that I hadn't seen and I got to the door, gave them a big hug and the, all of our eyes just welled up and we just yeah. went, miss you, miss you. It was really beautiful. Yes. Yeah, there's, there's just such a lot to be said about just, physical contact and just mm. being face to face with everyone i had this there is a lot to be said about physical contact we are needing it and if yeah. you see me you are getting a hug extra double for leg over cuddle yeah for olympic sized for australia hug yeah um i did a seminar during the week at, um in a more people i won't tell you which one and i'm not tell you which, won't tell you which school because <laughs> they're a bit naughty but i had 170 uh, in the room with me at the one time, all sitting next to each other. I know it was just like now. Given that this place has never had, they haven't had a case of it since 1984, but it was <laughs> <laughs> when the pandemic didn't even exist. Um, it was just so it felt so normal. And then at the end, I said, "Look, I want to take a little, you know, video of everybody just to put on my social media." And they all went, "Better put your masks on and act like they've been on the whole time," you know. Oh. And it was just like it was. A, I know Dan the man wouldn't like that. It's very naughty, but you know, it was like, well, we haven't had any cases. They haven't had any cases for a very, very, very long time. And it felt sort of like they're on a bit of an island. And it was just beautiful because these young people are so excited, like. I think before a lot of the things that we take, we took for granted, you know, that they, mm. and we kind of got a bit bored with them. Like I remember saying to you, I can't stand making school lunches. I hate it. I know it's such a little tiny thing, but it annoys the crap out of me. I am making school lunches with a big old smile on my face now yep, because yep. I am so happy to be sending my children to school. See you later. Absolutely. Well, my, <laughs> my kids are done. My kids are done. You know, done. Nice to go into the biggest school holidays of the year. Thank the it's Lord. Done. It's done. It's done. See you later. I'm like, my kids are running around. Do you, want, do, you, do you know that Uber Eats can bring you alcohol? Do you know that? Well, ah, oh, let me tell you about a new drink I found. All right. Oh, yeah. I found a new drink. Now, I don't know if this is like a classy drink. I don't know. I've never tried it before. It's called Canadian Dry. Oh, in the bottles all mixed up together with the... With yeah, can they, no, in a can, I can. I went like hardcore. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. And no sugar, Sonia, this yeah. is your thing. And <gasps> it's whiskey with dry ginger ale. I've never had it. Yeah. And then I was at, someone said, try this. I went, oh, my God, no sugar. Had a few. It was 4.3% alcohol. Where is this? It's Canadian Club. Canadian Club. It was really, really good. So it's then I naturally bought it. some home. It's a refreshing. And then did you have um, martinis, espresso yeah, martinis? I did. I had well. espresso martinis. You yeah. went all out, girlfriend. I did. I went out. I went out. It's I, a big I night. had chips. 
aioli sauce and everything oh everything we got chips now it took me it was really difficult for me to order the chips that aioli (laughs) like you know because you know i'm very uh i do love a bit of aioli that was that was the um my drink it was just for, well i didn't have that drink i had that drink at, at um at somebody's house i went to people's houses and i went to a barbecue you know I just what? stop at all that I, like what i'm not joking i was not home and i got a new office desk oh. i'm telling you this is the weekend that blows your mind off <laughs> i did filing drinking swimming socializing playing i did everything chat and listen that, hugs oh, i could have created my own cluster that's how much i did oh. <laughs> And, and then I literally, oh, no, I don't want to. Oh, okay. Can I just tell you, right? Okay, let me tell you. Oh, and you know, I, I didn't like Dan the Man. Then I did like Dan the Man. Yes. Okay. Lean Dan in. the Man did a tweet that's kind of a little bit broke my heart a little bit. Now, you know, I found a, a loophole in the system of wearing the masks. Carry a drink. Three Carry seconds. a drink. Right? Now, I was, I've been very good and I have been wearing my mask, but I do like to have the top of my nose a little bit slightly out of the nose because I have nose issues and I don't want to get it. He's done a tweet from Woolworths and said on Saturday morning, on Sunday morning, says, I'm at Woolworths. Good morning to everybody in Woolworths that's wearing their masks. No good morning to the people in Woolworths right now that are showing their noses. So Dan the man is a maskist. Is that what you're telling me? Well, imagine if you were in, the, in that bloody Woolworths with him with your nose out. Well, do you, have you seen that they've created masks with um, printed on it? It goes over your nose as well. So, that, so that I don't need that one because I'll never pass that test. Mine, mine's basically to keep my chins, my hair on my chin that I haven't um, plucked out. It's basically there to cover it. People will think I'm absolutely naughty and all that, but I wasn't. I was doing very good when um, there was COVID, but now that there's not. Yeah, but can you believe it? Like he's tweeted that. No. And not a good can you imagine if you were in that suit and you're like, he's not saying good morning to me. Well, I'm not voting for you. Not that he's coming back, I don't know. But I just thought specifically, no good morning to the people in Woolworths showing off their nose. Right. Well, he's gone hardcore. You know, you know he's well, he was hardcore, but look at us now. I know. We're COVID free and everybody at the time. Oh, coming it. back <laughs> to us now. There will be some you know, residual upsetness and financial losses, mm. all those horrible things. We did, everyone did it tough, but now it feels really hopeful. I was in a, um, a seminar earlier this morning um, with a group of girls from a school and it, I just said, doesn't it feel, we feel hopeful now. We feel fresh. Mm. We're, we're ready to go. This is going to be a great summer, I think. Don't you think? Oh, hardcore great summer. I'm actually saying if you don't have anywhere to go, come to my house. Anyone, <laughs> come to my house. Open. I'll bring your bag of salt and vinegars. I'll have the dip. We're going to be right. Yeah, and I won't knock you back like I did on Saturday night. <laughs> I know that that is that broke my heart, Sonia, and because it was a it was a it was a let's go out. I wasn't prepared though. I wasn't prepared. That's what the that. point, Sonia. Oh, Neither yeah. was I prepared. I didn't get in the shower until nine o'clock, and I had to wash my hair. I not a fake you. tan to just you. Not a fake tan on a scrimpins on me. I Nothing. Went, I went out as a white person not tan you could see through me with dirty hair i washed it and that's what that's the kind of thing i'm going to be planting on you regularly so don't eat garlic because you never know when i'll go hey well i'm eating garlic lots of it because no one sees me i don't see anyone now i have to stop eating garlic again because then who cares see the people no one wants a clout anyway who cares guess who we've got on the show today great show today we have alexander bogazas who is the student of the year 
winner of the Melbourne Fashion Week Student Awards. He won the whole thing and he was up against some stiff competition. Now, this was announced by Sally Cap during the week, mm-hmm. last week, and he took it out. He's also my nephew and I'm extremely, extremely proud of this young man. He's going to tell us all about his collection and what's up next and all of the special little, you know, secret thing messages and, and uh, wearability of his clothing, which is amazing. And he's got some really unusual clothing, doesn't he? He does, and it it can transform into lots of different things. Like we've got I like that backpacks, and we've got bags that become like you know. It's all it's just amazing. He'll explain it all to us. So Alexander Bogazis is on. We've got Josie Payute, who is our friend from New York, beautiful Josie from Jersey, and she's going to talk to us about the. Um, programs that she runs and she also is the founder of new jersey kids fashion week so it's a bit of a fashion sort of we've we've been there and we've spoken at her events in new york in new jersey so that's good she's doing amazing things in the world that's for our new york minute segment and then we've got this brilliant woman called real dorrington who's the ceo of western chances and they give out they give out they've given out over eight thousand um scholarships scholarships yep that's it yeah, to, to more than 3,000 young people in the western suburbs of Melbourne. So we're going to talk about all of those amazing things yep. and way more bits and pieces that we decide to throw in as we go along because that's how we roll. Yeah, so I'm, sorry, I'm really sorry. I did not mean to laugh at any point. But if you could notice, if you are watching this live on air, you'll have seen that yeah. I think two cats were <laughs> humping each other in the background. <laughs> trying my best not to laugh but um there was a bit of a there is if you are please do look watch the footage because there's some we're gonna have to put some um uh explicit or explicit sexual content into this because you can see to out my bed out my office window you can see two cats humping that's basically that and i can't not anyway they've got up oh look look they've got up oh there's following up come on i want some more like he's just got did you not oh, know people were watching? Uh-oh, uh-oh. We need to take a break. We need to take <laughs> on. Okay, he's on. I've got to go now. No one can see this is a PG-rated show. Even the cats are feeling hopeful. This is the Sunday. We're back live on Live FM. We'll see you. See ya. It's about that time for a New York Minute with Sonia and Sasha, for real. You're listening to Brimbank Live and Live FM. This is the Sonia and Sasha, for real show on our favourite, favourite day of the week. And we have one of our favourite, favourite people in the entire world. This is part of our New York Minute segment where we go to New York and collect family and bring them into our circle and they can never get out again. And this is one of our absolute favourite, favourite women mm-hmm. in the whole world. This is Josie Payute, who is with us from New Jersey. Jersey girl. Welcome, Josie. Hey. <laughs> that's what happens we go and we collect people and you cannot ever get out of the circle of family that's what happens oh 100 we're keeping you we are related now you know that don't you (laughs) yeah we are sisters for life always always we have had so much fun together because you run events and we were actually able to come to one of your events was a youth um cyber safety summit that we were actually able to speak at in new jersey and you're also the founder of the new jersey kids fashion week you're like uh an event host sports mum, and you're a fitness person you're like the only person i think um that ever lost weight during COVID. like you are looking (laughs) hot and spunky and gorgeous 
Josie, we are so excited to have you. What have you been doing? Because following you is has been the so motivational over this whole lockdown and COVID. Thank you. So what I've so I've been a mom, of course. My son is home virtual, so I'm now a teacher. So you can add that to my list of titles. Yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. We've got I'm that still one too. From home. <laughs> We've got, how old is your son? I think Jersey? we all have that one. How old is your son? Mm. He's twelve. Oh, same as us. So we've 12. been teaching mm. as well. We've been. Te- is it, have you not found it really difficult, or because we've like we've really struggled? How have you found it? Yes, I am struggling because I'm also working from home. So I still have mm. a full-time job aside from all the other hats that I wear. So I'm still working mm-hmm. and I'm teaching and being home. So it's a little overwhelming at times. Mm. Wow. I, yeah, it's really, we really appreciate people saying that because Sonia and I have met some other mums that you say to them, how are you going with your homeschool? Yeah, it's been really great. And we're like, "Mm, not at our house, right? So it's really good to speak to other people that are saying Uh it's a bit of, it's been a bit of a struggle to put that juggle together. It has. And not only that, you know, so we're so used to and accustomed to, okay, between the hours of 8.30 to 2 30 3 o'clock our kids are in school so we're either working yeah. or maintaining the household or doing what we need to do because that's like kind of our like safe haven and quiet time right yes. so now that the kids are home and i mean they're home where they can't even go outside sometimes so you're dealing with them being home homework still being mom having to cook dinner making sure they do homework and then you mm-hmm. need at least 10 15 maybe 20 minutes of mommy time if you can even get that in the day yes now you have to be ready for him to okay make sure you do your work make sure you take a shower make sure you brush your teeth make sure you go to bed on time (laughs) so it's like it's like a cycle so if you get a half an hour to yourself you're like oh thank you jesus and then you gotta get right back up yeah because it's like okay you gotta you gotta keep the ball rolling did you not it's incredible. the whole cycle of um, the food cycle? So it's breakfast, eat, clean up, and then there's a snack, clean up, then there's lunch, then there's clean up, then there's. Look, I literally felt like the skin on my hands from washing so many dishes is just, it's just a constant. Yeah. And, and, and there's crumbs all over the house <laughs> because they don't eat, like they oh walk around. God, so it's not just me, it's you too. Uh, I've become yeah, it's, a sweeping it's crazy. And my son eats like every hour. I want to say actually every minute, but technically it's like every hour. He's eating something. He wants something. Mom, could you make this? Could you do this? Could you do that? So I'm like, okay, Makai, okay, give me a minute. Let me get it together. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a struggle. But I can honestly say I appreciate it because unfortunately 2020 has not been so great for so many people they lost mm. so many family members so on and so forth so to be able to even do that although sometimes it's a struggle as moms i'm just thankful and grateful that i'm able to do it because yes. some people wish they could even say that they're able to do it with their parents and unfortunately because of the situation that's taking place in this world right now that has been taken away from them so Although, you know, it's a struggle, I'm still grateful and thankful for even having an opportunity to be mom Mm -hmm. and wear all these different hats and juggle it because in the long run, I truly believe it'll pay off and I'm pretty sure he'll appreciate it too. And your kids will too. Oh, Josie, you know what? I love 
so much about you, but you are an incredible woman. Like I've, we have been loving following you on social media, but you're an entrepreneur, you're working full time, you're a mama, you're, you know, running these amazing events that we that we got to experience when we were over there and we got to speak at one of your incredible events. And we have made so many friends from that event alone. Like that's, there's a whole lot of stories just from that one little thing you did. And then you have, I've watched one of your Josie Speaks podcasts and I, you know, you give back to your community. You have this amazing sense of family and sense of purpose to help others. And you're doing all of that and your heart just shines so bright lady I just think that you're incredible so yeah how do you juggle how do you do all of that stuff like let's for instance the New Jersey you know kids fashion week let's just pop that event out there tell us about that (laughs) so New Jersey so New Jersey kids fashion week is truly near and dear to my heart so like a quick little story behind that the way the reason why I created that to be honest with you is because when I was in high school grammar school growing up um being dark skin was always an issue. So people, dark skin wasn't in, in, I guess, in the States. So it was always the light skin, pretty girl. So I never really thought that I was that girl, right? So other people saw that in me, but I didn't see that myself because of what the status quo in society painted it to be. So as I became an adult, I've always said that when I get older and I'm, a ba- I'm able to provide to my community and these kids, I wanted to do something where confidence and them being powerful within themselves and loving who they are, I wanted to create something in that nature for them. So because I like fashion, I like shopping, doing all the girly things, I figured (laughs) why not a fashion show? So I created Jersey Kids Fashion Week with some amazing women on my board. Um, and then, of course, my amazing brother, who's also on my board, because I wanted to provide a platform for kids and also parents to be able to pour into their kids. Because a lot of times parents aren't sure how to deal with these children mm-hmm. when they're having self-esteem issues and self mm-hmm. less about not as much confidence. So here I am, based off of my experiences and different certifications and hats that I wear, I get to pour into them from an authentic place. And so that's Mm -hmm. why New Jersey Kids Fashion Week was created. And so I do the show every year in the month of September, the third Saturday in September. And I start preparing for the show in the month of June, where I hold casting calls, um, do etiquette classes for the kids and then just get everyone involved and then boom the big show takes place in September <laughs> so it's like a big old shindig right That's and great. another thing that I do within New Jersey Kids Fashion Week because I feel as though um, this platform is inclusive of all children so I'm not just focused on a particular child Right. So I um, collaborated with an organization, Nason's Place, which is a nonprofit organization for kids and parents that suffer. Well, the kids suffer from autism and the parents, of course, are just parenting them. So I provide a platform for kids with autism to also walk the runway and then just be themselves and then just enjoy the moment because they didn't ask to be this way. They didn't ask to be autistic. They didn't ask to have these disabilities. So who are we to judge them and not include them in the things that we do? So through my organization, I am inclusive of all children because mm. I get to be the voice for the voiceless. 
So my voice holds weight because a lot of times when kids speak, adults and parents don't listen. So I get to be that voice for them while I can. Oh, so beautiful. Incredible. What brought you into working with children that have that are autistic? It was just something random, to be honest with you. I saw um, a post from Nason's place in East Orange. Mm. Um, and then my brother was working with the organization. So I just came across the organization, learned a little bit about, you know, the children with autism, and then just made that connection. I said, why not collaborate and create something different? Because I definitely didn't want to be just a regular old-fashioned show with kids walking the runway aside from them being comfortable in their own skin let me just add a twist to it so mm. that was just my twist do you know what like mm. we see that there's there's no such thing as coincidences or accidents and the fact that you're doing this the ripple effects of just that small little accident of occurring in your life that's that's life-changing for some people to be able to get mm. those opportunities and just the self-esteem that then puts out into other parts of their lives Yes. And it also yes. just breeds yes. in being inclusive, like for everybody to say it's being beautiful is not just being what magazines say they are. Being beautiful is, yes. is all walks of life, really. All walks, yeah. It's a, it's a big melting pot. This world is so diverse. None of us look the same, talk the same, eat the same. I mean, we have similarities and we're, we're alike in culture. And we're in like in our background and where our families and stuff mm. are from. But we all have something different that we get to share with the world, right? Mm. So the world is already negative in itself based off of what people are saying and what people, the social media and the TV is pouring into our kids, right? Because that's basically who's raising our kids right now in this particular moment. But I am mm. a true believer of when you know better, you do better. So because mm. now that I know better, I get to do better and help the best way that I know how. Now, I know I want to change the world. Don't get me wrong. But unfortunately, I can't change the world by myself. But the voice mm -hmm. and the mouth that I do have, I get to utilize it to make a stamp in this world so these kids can say, okay, Miss Josie provided this platform for us. Look at us now. Although we're autistic, mm -hmm. or the parents can say that. Although we're autistic or whatever the disability may be, a platform was provided through for us in this particular yeah. moment at this particular time through this particular organization. And that organization would be New Jersey Kids Fashion Week. And mm. what have you seen have been some of those changes that have happened to kids just by being involved with you? Oh my God. You know, the crazy thing is like, I didn't have my show this year because of COVID, but my kids were mm. calling me, sending me DMs. Miss Josie, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> So it felt good to know that I had that kind of impact on them. Yes. But what brings me true joy, to be completely honest with you, is when I get those phone calls from a parent or I get an email or I get a, invited to an award ceremony and I'm presented with something because the kids saw fit to nominate me to receive mm. an award or the parents saw fit to nominate me to receive an award. Um, have um, a kid by the name of AJ. He's autistic um, and his mom created a clothing line for him. So he was able to present the clothing line and debut it at New Jersey Kids Fashion Week. So oh, now he's wow. selling his clothing line and doing amazing. And he has an amazing mom. Mm -hmm. I have a few wow. of the kids that 
modeled at New Jersey Kids Fashion Week that are actually doing commercials on TV. They're actually oh. acting. So being a part of the organization, although it's through fashion and runway, but the opportunities that are presented to them outside of that is what brings me joy. And then when they come back and say, thank you, just for the little things and just for pouring into them, that's what brings me joy. And then with the organization, I'm very big on etiquette. I'm very big on how you talk to people, how you present yourself. So when they come in before we even practice, everyone has to stand up in front of the room. They have to introduce themselves. They have to say something nice about themselves or the person next to them just to prepare them for the real world. You know, so that's just what we represent. And, you know, and I love it. Oh, Josie, it's just so beautiful. And you know what? We have experienced the impact that you have on people when we when you were, took a risk on two Aussie girls to come and speak at your you know social media summit just these two random Aussie girls and you said I'm gonna have them along and you know we stood on that stage and we were speaking and just the the love that was shown from the audience the aunties were all there going mm-hmm you know when we were speaking oh, we it, it was so beautiful <laughs> everybody just feels better when they're around you so thank you so much for being on our show today Josie I think we need to have a longer time with you next time you come on the show next year and um if anyone wants to follow you and see what you're up to yes. what, how do they get in contact with you Joyce? they could go on my social media ig facebook it's josie j-o-s-i-e payute p-a-y-o-u-t-e on social media also you can find me at josiepayute.com um send me an email let's connect let's build the world one day at a time one minute at a time one second at a time because it's truly needed so we get to be the voice for the voiceless well we're not yes. letting you go sister ever yes we ever, are not ever, letting ever. You, we can't wait to get back there and we miss you no. and can't wait to do some more work with you guys as soon as this COVID, yes, over, we I are back. I can't wait either. I miss you guys. Be safe. Love you. Let's connect off of um off of here. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> yes. Let's connect Absolutely. and catch up and be safe. I love you guys. Love you. Love too. you so much, Josie. Thank you, Thank Josie. you so much for being on the show. This is the Sonia and Sasha Perreal Show Live FM on Brimbank Live. We'll see you after the break. Sonia and Sasha, for real. You're listening to Brimbank Live and Live FM. This is the Sonia and Sasha for Real show, our favourite joke Friday. And we have a great guest today. I'm so proud of this young person who I'm about to introduce. And I have to say, he is my nephew. And we are about to talk to the winner of, get this, the Student of the Year Award for Melbourne Fashion Week. Can everyone please go crazy for Alexander Bogazze? Hey, guys. <laughs> So oh. your family's just stepped up to celebrity status here. <laughs> We're all off to Paris next year. You do realise that, don't you? Oh. The way that this guy's going with his career, and I'm I'm uh, tapping onto this family for that trip. That's all I can say. <laughs> Though the, the the handouts will be extended. Don't worry. I'm going to book the four seasons. I'll I'll do the booking. Don't worry. You know what? He's so chilled, Sash. He won the award. You can see his family going nuts in the background. <laughs> <laughs> he was just chill, just very chill. Oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to accept the award. Very chilled out, very together, very humble, beautiful person. Now, this collection that you are about to put out into the world is called the Pinelli Collection, and Pinelli means rabbit in Greek. 
So tell us what is the inspiration behind all this? Because I've seen this, Sasha, when you see this work that Alexander has done, it is next level, beautiful, sophisticated with nods to uh, Greek culture and heritage and changeable where like some of the you know pieces become different things they become bad anyway you tell us alexander because i'm could go on i'm excited excited for you okay um yeah well like i i had an opportunity to explain a little bit earlier well the the um the my research from my for my studies has always been about um decoding and uh understanding what masculinity means and the idea of um how it can be appropriated in different people's lives um and for me that journey of understanding that in my own life it's it started as soon as i finished high school Mm. um and so as i've kind of progressed throughout my schooling i've kind of developed more informed content more informed product uh product with a sense of um intimacy in a way um and that intimacy actually stems from a lot of my personal journey um and so the whole understanding masculinity or male identity in my own life is, you know, like I'm a Greek, I'm a Greek, Greek young man, like in Melbourne. And like, you know, there are lots of different, um, you know, there's lots of expectations casted upon someone like myself, um, you know, and it's just kind of my work has kind of been a navigation of how I've done that. Um, now in my honours collection, the Connelly collection, um, I'm pretty much just looking at menswear archetypes through history and kind of aiming to once again reuse the word decode but it's probably the best way to describe my work decode these archetypes as a matter of kind of informing new appropriations um the idea of a suit um or an overcoat being able to uh create three new silhouettes or something like that which is which is in fact what two of my jackets in my collection do is a way of kind of um informing uh, an extension of masculinity and not just the definition of masculinity in some senses um yeah that's kind of probably a good nutshell. So why, why would you name this after a rabbit? Where would you get this idea from? Yeah. Yeah, so Cunelli, um, like Sonia said, is um, is actually rabbit in Greek. And the rabbit mm. in the animal kingdom is quite a vulnerable character. It's got preyed upon quite easily. It hasn't got a strong defense mechanism um, other than rooting like rabbits, which is uh, <laughs> something that we all know. Um, <laughs> Which is why that's why. So that's their defense mechanism. Oh, it's not. Look, I'm not uh, David Attenborough stats. I don't want to go to. I don't want to. I don't want to say anything that I can't. They they just create their own army. They just keep on breeding. Yeah, that's protective army. That's like men, really, isn't it? Yeah, bit like men. men. They just keep creating. Keep, and we've popped out a couple ourselves on you, so we understand. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the animal itself is quite a vulnerable character, and the idea of kind of using that as my um collection mascot or superhero as I was as I was stating it all year to my teachers um was that I was kind of repositioning this idea of vulnerability um and kind of giving it a stage where you know the rabbit isn't actually so vulnerable actually you know vulnerability in manhood or masculinity is actually quite a strong characteristic if you can tap into it and can kind of um repurpose it for the right ways you know like if, if you if you express yourself, it's kind of a stepping stone to improving yourself, you know? Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense, but you know, what I said makes sense to you guys, but um, yeah, that's the reason I use the Cornelli or the rabbit as my mascot. Mm-hmm. And you've got little um, hints of that through the neck scarves that I've printed or the, or the, um, 
or the other designs that I've done throughout the collection, embroidery just, and whatnot. Just the way that you have described that is priceless and perfect. And for somebody who's um, come from the outside and not been able to see what you've what you've produced, just from the way that you've explained that, can clearly see why you have won that. Clearly, it's just absolute perfection the way that it's there's that vulnerability you can see that it's come from the inside of who you are and um and we're really putting it out there what we hope that men can actually be and that they can embrace their own vulnerability and then do it through fashion as well to look good yeah yeah exactly um yeah it's like a it's like a market that's um in fashion it's starting to be tapped into but everyone's got to do their own thing and hopefully what I'm doing is, is probably better than what's already out there and that's that's the aim to keep doing that it absolutely is and you started pretty young you know you started doing t-shirts out of your selling t-shirts out of your locker at high school and you know you started your brand quite and really really young you know I remember the whole putting that brand together and us you know riffing backwards and forwards about the name and um you know then you've got that stuff we've got we've got a hoodie we've got the t-shirt yeah. Yeah, yep. we've done all the pop-ups together. Support and so, since day one. <laughs> yes, that's fine. day ones. So what was it this year like? Because little tiny global pandemic crept in. You know, you're in the middle of creating the collection of your beginning of your Yeah, the beginning of your career. Can we still get quite and a merchandise as well? Can we still um, buy that? I'm putting, a, you, yeah, look, I can make some personal stuff for you guys, but I'm probably putting a putting a halt on that for a little while. I yeah. just kind of want to separate the two. My like, I just kind of want to come back to it and give it the respect it deserves. You know, it's like my baby. I started that in high school when I was like 16 yeah. years old. So I want to come back to it maybe in a little bit more time when I'm a bit more, um, I use the word informed before, but I think it's kind of another good way to describe it once it's make more informed decisions. Don't ever let that go because that was really good. It was really, really good. So that's got a that's got its own lifespan to live on to. Yeah, yeah. I well, I hope so. That's kind of why I want to come back and yeah, see mm. what I can do in a couple of years' time, maybe. So you've kind of transformed fashion. So you know, like I get these little family updates of what's going on, and you've transformed. So you've turned one item into another item, and you've put it like this. Tell us about that. The idea of the like the being able to kind of the garment breaking apart is that what you're referring to? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, the the purpose of that um, I kind of touched on it a little bit. The purpose of that was um, I've always been interested in this idea of uh, wearability. I've always been wearability, and it's kind of a blanket term used in fashion because can extend to whatever anyone wants to describe it or put it in what box they want to put it into. But I've really been interested in this idea of having a garment, you know, like for me personally, like I'm okay with spending money on something and it can be quite expensive. But if you give it the life it deserves, then that's okay. My mentality. Um, and that's a different conversation, but the idea of having a single garment, being able to offer it or give the wearer the opportunity to wear it in so many different ways, it's kind of important to me because um you know it's like less is less is more in a way and it's like mm. instead you know having to go buy a zillion different garments like if you've got one that kind of speaks to you in a certain way it's 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 kind of an important characteristic to kind of um put into a garment in my in my that's what i believe and so 
I, I, I think like why I've done the garments. So the, for example, I've got an overcoat and a working jacket that literally um, have components that detach, create a side bag, um, additional pockets. So the overcoat kind of detaches, creates a carry bag and a waistcoat. Um, and those ideas is like the most multiplicities of the wearer. Mm. Um, yeah. You know what, like I've never thought about this more than I have thought about this this year because, you know, we've all had this cupboard of clothes and we've worn three items and, you know, like it's the hoodie that comes in and the tracksuit pants that come out and that's kind of like what we've worn all year and the rest of it's just stayed in the cupboard. But I've really, really thought about sustainability and the amount of clothing that we use. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to be one of those fashion, you know, I've not been, but I'm more conscious than ever. I don't want to be one of these people that buys items and just goes through them left, right and center. You want to get those really good pieces that you wear. So I'm actually finding that people are speaking more about that rather than just having that, um, having to wear something new all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that you use the word sustainability because for me, sustainability is about good design. Like Mm. there's a balance you need to have. You know, for me, sustainability is about like a balance of of aesthetic beauty, like something that we like and we we adore. And then it's also about functionality in your life. And you've got to kind of have that right balance um, because there's no point in making something. If no, worst first of all, no one's going to buy it. Mm. Um, So an argument I constantly have with, uh, just people is that like you know try not to overbuy try not to overstock on fabrics and content and uh, not content but fabrics and garments that you don't necessarily need like if you want to spend money maybe save money on something that you know you're really gonna you're really gonna give it its own purpose um, and that kind of needs to extend into the industry in terms of buying fabrics like you know, cut your costs, you know, it might be a bit more expensive, but I think the foot, the footprint it puts on the, on the, on the global scale, like it's, it's much better if you're, if you're um, making decisions that are more, um, I don't know, like personal, maybe is a good way to describe, but mm. like kind of just, if you're maintaining that balance and you think of sustainability in that sense, then like you're doing something right. I just think I see too many people overdo things and ultimately that's the issue of sustainability one of the many many issues well i think that so many people are really really thinking about that more than ever now more than ever that's that whole because i think that stores have come in and they've brought this fashion in that you can just buy and buy and buy and then you get into the cupboard and you're wearing 20 percent of these items and you know we're just filling our landfill up with these items of clothing that we've hardly even worn and um and and i also think that I think that celebrities are starting to be seen in more of the same outfits more than once. I've noticed that yeah, they've been yeah. able to talk about that. And that's, um, and I'm certainly not the celebrity monger that would, you know, watch all of that stuff, but I have literally noticed it and went, oh, I wore that here, I wore that there, I wore that there. And because it was such a good piece that I wanted to get the most wear out of it. So if yeah. they're actually doing it, we're finding ourselves that it's okay to be doing that as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. Alexander, we can find you where? Where can we find you on uh, social media and where can we see this collection that's going to be yeah. coming out soon? Um, I've kind of just got one social media platform at the moment and that is uh, my Instagram, which is Just Booger. So that's just B-O-U-G-A. <laughs> um, it's a family nickname. I might need to change that if, uh, if, my, <laughs> no, if I win it. a few more awards or whatever, you know, might need to, I might need nah. to be a bit more professional. 
No. You do you. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking, but I've had that conversation with a few people. But we'll see what ah. um, yes, that's just my Instagram at the moment. Um, I haven't, I don't really at this stage have any, um, I kind of want to keep it just to that because I think my Instagram is a reflection of my lifestyle and, mm. you know, the way I design and the people I hang out with, it's, it's all kind of a, um, so just my personal Instagram and I'm starting to drift be little um little uh collection pieces. I'm also actually working on a publication which will be something that I'll announce on my Instagram sometime soon. So that could be something pretty exciting. Everybody needs to go and check this out. I've just seen the last shoot. It was beautifully done. The model is exceptional. I love the the effects that you've put on the clothing. You need to go and check this young person. This is one to watch, people. Do you understand what I'm saying? 100%. Because he's my nephew. This is one. When he showed me the collection in your in your studio, in your home studio, Alexander, and you know, I really got to have a really great look at it. The 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 craftsmanship and the the design and it's just stunning it is really stunning and I'm not saying that because we're related I am saying it because it is it's exceptional and we are all so proud of you so please everybody get behind my brilliant young man Alexander Mugazas Just Booger on Instagram and congratulate him on being the student of the year for Melbourne Fashion Week 2020 in the worst year we've ever had and the best <laughs> bit at the end of it <laughs> so thanks for being on the show Andrew. thank, thank you, you so much guys I appreciate your time it's honestly been perfect thank you Thank you. thank you for putting out this incredible work thank you no that's all good thank you. keep doing what you're doing <laughs> we love to hear it you're listening to Grimback live on live fm this is the sonia and sasha for real show and we'll see you after the break sonia and sasha for real Oh, you're listening to Brimbank Live on Live FM. This is the Sonia and Sasha for Real Show, our favourite day Friday. This is our last segment, which we like to bring in some really special people who are doing extraordinary work in our community. And this young lady is just exactly that. So uh, Real runs the Western Chances program and has given out millions of dollars worth of scholarships to young people in the Western uh, part of our our city uh, over many years. Now, this program was first established in 2003 by Terry Brax, AM. I love it when people have got letters after their name. Hello, <laughs> Sash. How does do we get mean, well, Does that mean that he's born <laughs> in the morning or something who only oh, participates in the morning? What's AM mean? <laughs> I am Australia medal. Australia medal. It's oh, Australia medal. Oh, okay. So yeah, you should probably know that one, Sasha. Sorry about that one. <laughs> research, right. Anyway, we would love to welcome to the show, Real Dorrington. Yay! <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm a oh. I'm a podcast junkie, so it's nice to be on the other side. Oh, oh, thank you. Love. Now, of course, <laughs> do you know? well the way that we've actually found you is the way that we like to find most people stalk you so we <laughs> yeah I'm a good stalker I love a good stalking <laughs> and I love it I actually know that my Instagram knows that I'm a stalker it now just says look save yourself some time darling I think you should check this one out and so that's what happened <laughs> with you um I think it's a it's just found out through an algorithm that we would love you and that it's came up on my Instagram about all your organization I had to check it out and then had to organ just contact you because you're just doing so much incredible work for young people tell us everything about Western Chances 
So as, as Sonia said, we were started by Terry Brax in 2003. So she started Western Chances when her husband, Steve, was the Premier and she wanted to use her influence to make a difference in the community. And uh, she worked in a school, a state school in Melbourne's West in Williamstown, where they live. And she was seeing all these talented and motivated young people who were going through school and wanted to follow a pathway and, and, and uh, nurture a, a talent but they, they couldn't, they didn't have the finances to get through school and then fulfill their potential. So she started this organisation based on a, an organisation called Chances for Children in Mildura who, that were giving, give, also giving out scholarships. So Terry made a few tweaks and we got help from that organisation. And so we award tailor-made merit-based scholarships to young people in Melbourne's West in state schools and they have to have a uh, an identifiable talent and motivation to follow a pathway and achieve their potential uh, and they have to be facing financial barriers so the eligibility criteria is that they they're facing financial barriers to to completing their education they have to be nominated by a professional in a school or a community organization so a principal or a teacher or a student welfare coordinator they apply on their behalf and we don't have a judgment on the talent. It can be any talent. So if they want to be a doctor or a lawyer or a mechanic or a rock star, we'll help them with the items that they need. So school items, so textbooks, internet, uh, Mikey, all the things that they need to, to get through uh, high school. And then we'll also help them with other items if they want to be a singer or a dancer, the extra uh, lessons that they need. And and then on top of that, we have a lot of partnerships with universities and other not-for-profits who provide all these other scholarships and incredible, uh, incredible opportunities for them. And we found along the way that it's not just about the money. It's so much more than that. It's about the external validation and acknowledgement from, from an organisation that's not their family and not their teachers saying, you're amazing, you're a hard worker, you've got potential, we're going to support you to get, to fulfill your potential. And as Terry always says, talent is everywhere, but opportunity isn't. Mm. So we will help them fulfill their potential. And it's just amazing, we've got so many great stories. So when you say tailor-made, you really, really mean tailor-made. Like there's probably no two things that you would do the same. Is that correct? Yeah, well, so, they tell us what they need. So one scholar, so the scholarships are only small. You know, often when you think about a scholarship program, you think ten thousand dollars a year or more, uh, five even five thousand dollars a year. But ours are averaging about a thousand, which doesn't sound much, but has a huge impact. But the range is that they could be asking for five hundred dollars to twelve hundred or something like that. The average being thousand, uh, and so. Um, one scholarship could be textbooks, internet, Mikey, maths calculators, tutoring, and then the next year they'll reapply for another scholarship and they could have 10. We could support them for 10 or 12 years. Wow. Um, so that's and yeah, so they are very much, very much tailor-made. And because we're with them for so many years, for 10 to 12 years, we've got all these amazing relationships. So we employ a recipient who, who started her own business at 21, an events business, we employ her to run our events and she's our ambassador. 
and she's very involved with the organisation and we've got alumni on the board and they're all incredible. What the, the barriers that they've overcome to get to where they are is incredible. Um, and we've given out, I think, uh, over 8,000 scholarships since 2003. You can't even ma imagine the ripple effects that that's had. Oh, yeah, exactly. On their, on their families, on their friends, on all the community out in the western suburbs and then, and then beyond. So yeah. they're and getting into... And then their into, kids, like they've broken and the then cycle. They, yeah, yeah, broken the cycle. And they're getting into big corporates now. They're working in EY and KPMG and, and they're starting to give back to Western Chances, oh. whether it's volunteering or money. Oh, so, I'm just, this is so mind-blowing. I'm just loving this organisation. What you're doing is actually life-changing for so many young people. Just the fact that, and like you said, a thousand bucks, it's not a lot of money really to no. a lot of people. That's not a lot of money. But to a young person who's, you know, got that fire in their belly, that can just yep. make it's it's not even the money sometimes it's the belief that somebody mm. believes oh i've actually got something special here and i'm actually prepared to to back you so what you're doing yeah. is life-changing i love it we have this uh, scholarship award ceremony every year where where the school the the young people their families friends and teachers and you know four or five hundred people come with the, the the corporate supporters and and personal supporters and we've got kids who turn up in you know like a bow tie and they're all dressed up and, oh. and their family and their families say this is the most important night of our lives wow. and then and sometimes the young people say i i can't believe all these people are here for me and i don't even know them they're here for us and we don't even know who they are and they're coming to celebrate us so that's yeah the power of the of the support um, and and helping them to build their networks as well because they, they often don't have networks into big corporates or into jobs. So we're helping with that as well. Yeah, of course. I so, just think this is, and I love the fact that they get to give back. Like could you imagine being yes. a young person coming so through powerful. the program and then coming back and being able to do that back? Like that would just be an incredible feeling. That, and that's that with that self is another life changing. Like it's like you give oh. and you give and you give, and then you just go, oh, there's a you know what that actually feels like on the flip side. It's like a full circle moment with some. Yeah, and that's when we we've, we've got that big dreams monthly direct debit campaign going on social media where people are posting their photos of when they were in their school uniform at school, when they're back in you know um, secondary school or even primary, and uh, we've got some of the alumni who are getting on board and donating back monthly. And the, and the whole thing is that we're not supporting a young person just once for one year. We have to keep supporting them. So we need that constant funding. So yeah, that's gonna be, we're hoping that campaign's gonna really take off because everyone's loving everyone in their school uniforms. <laughs> I need to ask you, what does it feel like when you get an application from a young person and then you get to give them that call? Because Sonia and I have had those opportunities in our life where we've had to make those calls to say, you've received the funding or we're going to come out and do this or you're going to come on tour with us or whatever. You're doing it every day. I mean, we've had like small bits of that and it's been an incredible feeling to know that I'm about to make a call that's going to change someone's life. You get to do it all the time. What does that feel like? You're like the you're like Mrs. Claus. 
Well, it's it's amazing, but also uh, our our nominators from the schools, they're like our talent scouts, if you will. Yeah. So we do it all through them. We do have recipients coming back to us and and saying talking about the impact, but this the the impact of making the calls and the emails to the schools is great too because they're really believing in these young people and they're always very excited and it's interesting to watch a young person get a scholarship at 15 and they'll be excited but then you see the light bulb moment go off in a few years time when they realize the enormity of of the support and also the what the impact it's had on their parents so like all of us, I think we often look back on things, we reflect on people who've made a difference in our lives or money we've been given or opportunities and they have the same. They come back and they just go, oh, my God, what would I have done? What would I have done without Western Chances? And, of course, they're talented and motivated. So a lot of them would have, would have really been determined to make it anyway, but they wouldn't have been able to sometimes get through without the, the money and the acknowledgement. So how can people support you? Um, so we've got, uh, the, so the Big Dreams campaign is monthly direct debit. So you can donate anything, any amount a month. So from as little as $10 a month or just some people just donate annually. Some people just randomly when they can afford it. Uh, and, and then we've got all the other ways that we get funding. So we're constantly fundraising via the corporate sector and via uh, personal donors and community groups. But really it's just about going onto the website, making a donation, getting a tax deduction. And uh, we have people getting involved in all, all different ways in terms of volunteering. So um, and what it's very positive. We've got a boy who's, who was dancing in Moulin Rouge. Oh, we go wow. So he let he 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 was from a single parent household. They couldn't afford the dance lessons. Uh, we helped him with those. He got onto Pinot Cruises and started dancing on Pinot Cruises. And then the next minute, he's dancing Moulin Rouge, and now he's just dancing all over the world. Oh it was pre-COVID. And then we had a, a finalist on The Voice a few years ago, Sarah Debono. We we awarded her singing lessons. Yeah. And then we've got a. A recipient who's now a doctor at Sunshine Hospital where she was born and we've got a, a surgeon at the Alfred Hospital who, used, who was a refugee uh, from, from Sudan. Oh so, wow. Yeah, it's really powerful. Wow. They're awesome. They're awesome. You would love to hear so many of the stories because I know you two are great storytellers. That's oh. your oh. thing. Is I, I want to know more of these stories because these are the stories that really Yeah they are good. I'm imagining, you know, somebody coming from Sudan in, and, and having that and then now being a, um, a surgeon, but what that does for their kids and where their kids are going to, like, that's just like a, that's a, a massive jump in time, a massive opportunity of changing um, people's lives and forever doing that. Yeah, it's that children. positive and preventative mindset, approach. Yeah. It's that mindset and then what they're actually doing for everybody else. I just love the. I think this is our new little favourite thing and it's just absolutely meant to be because Reels told us that you have actually met my mum, which was so good. I, I feel so warm and beautiful that you've met my mum. And um, just before we actually got on air, Reels said, I've seen this woman on your social media. Who is she? And I was like, that's my mum. So <laughs> we were meant to meet, meant to have met. Yes. Thank yes. you. 
totally. When I was speaking at a rotary at a rotary uh, at a rotary event, she came straight up to me and said, "I want to help Western Chances," which often happens because people are so inspired. Such a positive, preventive approach to helping young people. Yep. Well, we're we're here for you, and uh, we're never going anywhere. Mm. <laughs> So whatever you need from us, any kind of promotion or whatever you need, we are here because we just completely believe in the cause and supporting young people and that's just amazing. Absolutely. Excellent. And then also if we find a young person that we believe has got talent, we can also bring them to you. Is that correct? Yeah. So if they're they're in the Western suburbs, if they're living and going to school in the Western suburbs and they've got someone that can nominate them from the school or the community organisation, absolutely, yes, because not everyone will know about us. So we need we need talent scouts up, more talent well, scouts out there. Just signed up two new talent scouts. We're going to be out there. <laughs> We're out there. We're flying your flag, real. We're flying your flag. <laughs> if you're feeling like it's been a tough year for everybody, but if you're feeling like you've got it, you want to get into the Christmas spirit and start getting involved in supporting young people and doing incredible work, life changing, intergenerational changing work like Western Chances is doing, get onto social media and look up the Big Dreams campaign and see if you can donate to them. Thanks so much being on the show today real we love excellent love it thank you thank you love what you're doing i'll be i'll be adding you to my podcast binging oh god God. that makes us feel a little bit special because i think we only have two people one is me and one is sonia and of course you know what i mean but we'll do that i love it thank you so much real Thank you. Thank you. Real yes, thank you. Rest in chances. This is the real show. What a show, Sash. Again, we've had such a lovely week. I've oh, loved every moment time. of it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, we will see you next week for what is going to be our final show of the year. Cannot believe. What? Final. I know. We, we've got one more. No, we've got go. a couple more. This is this is today's show. And then we've got the I don't know, we've got the 18th. I think it's our last show. No, it can't be. We've oh, got no, we've got two more weeks. I'm two, more, two more, two more, two more weeks. Oh, weeks. Two weeks. Oh, thank God, thank God, thank God. Two more weeks. Yeah, don't worry. You're not getting oh, me out that quickly. Okay, I lost my plot then. All right, well, we'll see. And then I think we're even going to go, we're going to do some lives. We, we aren't going to get let go of that quick. You yeah. can't get rid of us. That's right. We love you guys. Have, Have the best week and uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you. Love you from Sonia and Sasha. For real. Sonia and Sasha, for real.